When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose with the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. Today, I am joined by Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor, uh, as we look at some items of interest to uh, the private investor. We're going to talk a bit about housing market data to begin with, aren't we, and another economic data that's out, out this week. Mm. Um, so where do you want to start? Well, I thought we could start with um, some important earnings that we had out in the sector. We had uh, numbers from Barrett Developments, which is, of course, one of the UK's biggest house builders. Um, and essentially, it saw its home completions figure miss target. So the shares were initially down by about 4% after the results were announced. Then they sort of paired some of those losses, but were still uh, in the red. But it wasn't all bad because completions are now at least back up to pre-pandemic levels. And its full year profits did manage to top expectations. Obviously, there's a pretty strong underlying housing market to support these stocks uh, with demand outstripping supply. But the flip side of that is that, like many, many businesses at the moment, Barrett's has been grappling with a sharp increase in energy costs, Mm. labour costs, building costs. So prices are all really going up. And then on top of that, there's the uncertain economic outlook with increasing talk about potential recession. Yes, which may actually finally see house prices come down for a while, though I mean, I can't think the number of times over my life I've heard people saying house prices are going to go down. They never seem to go down for very long, <laughs> yeah. mainly because there's such a, 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 a disequilibrium between um, demand and supply still. There is. There is a huge shortage of houses in the UK. Uh, so that essentially means that prices are continuing to go up even now, despite the fact that interest rates are on the rise and uh, despite the fact that there are serious concerns about the outlook for the economy. You know, we've had other pieces of data out this week. Uh, Retail sales, for example, falling for the fourth consecutive month. We've got consumer confidence at the record lows, but that's not necessarily being reflected in the housing market as of yet, though we have had some data out this week that suggests that there could be starting to see a bit of a slowdown. So you want to talk about some RICS numbers? Yeah, so this is the figure that I was actually just thinking about now. Um, We saw British house prices rise at the slowest pace in over a year, according to data from the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors. It basically looks at house price balance, which is the difference between surveyors reporting price rises and price falls. Um, And there was a significant decline in June. That kind of suggests that there is increasing pessimism in the sector. But to offset that, there's actual real strength in the rental market. Uh, we had some separate figures from Rightmove. An average private rents hit a record high, jumping more than 20% in some areas like Manchester. Um, this is for the period from April to June. Um, and it does look as though there is this real steep rise in, in the price of private rentals. And it, private rentals rather than um, commercial? 
yeah, this is this this data in particular is looking right. at uh, private rents. But um, I mean, commercial is is a more complicated story, particularly if you think about office space in London, because mm. of post pandemic changes in um, work life balance. You know, the shift towards working from home, um, the increased flexibility, and the fact that a lot more people are moving outside of the capital um, for more space for a garden, and given that increased work flexibility. I mean, the private rental market is going to be quite intriguing, isn't it? Because it, the government seems to be making it increasingly difficult for landlords. And we know from so many examples from the past that the more difficult it, it, it is, the more likely it is that they're going to just decide it's not worth a candle and get rid of that property, making it that much more difficult for anybody who wants to rent. Prices are likely to, to rise. The less supply there is, um, the market will decide that prices need to go up. Which is going to be difficult because when people, and especially somewhere like London, people are finding it so difficult now to find affordable rental properties. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually crazy that the average asking rent, this is actually outside of London, is now at £1,126 per calendar month. Um, that's more than £170 versus before the pandemic. So we've seen a steep, steep rise, and it really does add to this housing crisis. And um, yeah, the fact that house prices are at record highs and rents are at record highs, it certainly doesn't help the cost of living crisis. No, let's take a brief pause for breath. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors, where I'm in conversation with Victoria Scholar of Interactive Investor. Um, you want to look uh, as well at some other economic statistics we've had earlier this week, um, which may give us some indication of where we're going. Clearly, as you already pointed out, um, people are not massively confident about where the economy is going. Yeah, and it's actually quite interesting because it has been very doom and gloom, particularly when we're talking about confidence, like you say. But actually, this data for May, uh, which were the growth figures, saw that the economy grew by half a percent. Now, economists were penciling in zero percent. And in April, the previous month, we saw a negative reading. So this is a slight pickup and a glimmer of hope. And it was across the board. We saw gains for services, manufacturing uh, and construction. And a lot of it was uh, driven by an increase in GP appointments, interestingly lifting GDP now to about 1.7% back above its pre-pandemic levels. Um, so, you know, we've had fears of recession. There have been disappointing retail sales. As I said, we've got record low consumer confidence as well. So this at least comes as a slight positive uh, surprise. Obviously, it's just one month's reading, but it is something to cheer. Um, and we're going to look at retail sales as well. Now, obviously, people are suffering from the, the return of inflation which people like me can actually remember from when we had it last time <laughs> but must be quite novel to somebody like yeah. you um and obviously for um retailers it's terribly difficult because how much of the increase in input cost do they actually absorb themselves how much do they try passing on you you 
particularly in some of that, the supermarket sector, of course, you're just terrified of losing market share to your competitors, but you can't afford to go making a loss for very long. So what do we learn from the retail sales numbers we've seen? Yeah, and it's interesting what you say, because we've talked about this before when trying to differentiate in retail, which stocks are going to be the winners and which are going to struggle. And it's all about which are the price takers and which are the price makers, which companies can pass on those additional costs without it impacting um, their overall revenue. So can they push prices higher and consumers will still want to buy their goods? And a sector like the supermarkets, like you say, is extremely price sensitive, particularly given the German discounters like Aldi and Lidl that are very, very competitive on price. Um, but in terms of these retail sales figures, uh, we saw a decline of 1.3% in June year on year, following um, three previous months of decline. Clearly, inflation is taking its toll on consumer spending, both on the high street uh, and online. We know that inflation is close to double digits and lots of families are really struggling with the cost of living crisis. So that discretionary spend on say clothes, fashion items, um, other things that are non-essential are likely to go to the wayside. And that does appear to be coming through in the data now. Okay, Victoria, thank you very much indeed. I've been in conversation with Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. Thank you very much indeed. That's it for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.